0: Okay, I'm here with um, Sheriff Richard Mack. You probably know him as Sheriff Mack. If you've heard about his organization, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers um, Association. And he was he's the only sheriff in history who has ever sued the federal government and won in a landmark case under the, the Clinton administration. Um, and uh, he's a huge advocate for a re- return to constitutional, I don't want to say, call it constitutional rule, but um, a, recur- a return to the constitutional principles. And your position is that this is, is something that we can enforce on a local level. Um, we don't need to depend on the federal government or even the state governments. And when they're out of line, when they're doing things that are that are going against the Constitution, which I think is what we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. that the remedy is at the local level. Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming. And could you just explain a little bit about sort of the principle of, of what you're talking about, of the power that the sheriffs have and why going to the local level is so important?
1: Well, yeah, thank you. Uh- And there's a little bit of a correction I need to make. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't the only sheriff to do this. I was the first one Ah. uh, to start this whole thing, but I wasn't. And thank God that six other sheriffs joined me in the lawsuit, or it probably would not have made it to the Supreme Court. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I had had remained the Lone Ranger on this, I don't think it would have ever got anywhere. So... Uh, For instance, uh, to explain that a little bit, Sheriff Prince was second to join the suit for Montana, and he and I are in the same circuit court. When he and I got appealed by the government to the circuit court, we lost. Of course, that's the San Francisco court. That's the Ninth Circuit. It's the most overturned court in America. Uh, And Sheriff Romero and Sheriff Coog in Texas and Louisiana Went to the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans and they won. So if we hadn't had that conflict right. on the same case in two different courts, we probably would have never made it to the It Supreme would have ended
0: Court. at the Ninth Circuit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow. So, okay. Well that's that's important to know.
1: So yes, so that's a little bit of the history of the case. And it, it's let me say this. It is the most powerful. 10th Amendment decision in the history of our country, and I'll be sharing some of that with you as we go along and you'll find out for yourself that that's absolutely true. And the pushback that needs to happen and the local level, you're absolutely correct. Everyone has the moral and lawful responsibility to follow the Constitution. That's what our country is based on. We all swore an oath in God's name to our people that we work for, that we would uphold and defend the Constitution. It uh, totally amazes me how, how many public officials think they don't have to keep that oath. I'm just so astonished how we take an oath to something that we don't have to pay any attention to, and we can intentionally or summarily or unwittingly, uncaringly, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to keep that oath. And yeah, that's, that's uh, what I find the most astonishing.
0: Yeah, I, I hear anecdotally from people who, who speak with legislators when they bring up some of the issues that we're experiencing now, things like the lockdowns, the, you know, I'm in California, so Governor Newsom's orders, um, the, the mask orders, the the business closures, all of these things. And when people bring them up to legislators and say, well, you know, where is it in the Constitution they literally will say, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that this might be unconstitutional. I, it never occurred to me." So it's it's kind of it is kind of mind blowing when that's sort of supposed to be the core of what you're about that they that they're not even familiar.
1: Yeah, and not only that, sometimes they'll say, "Well, we have to obey the governor. We have to obey the law." Mm-hmm. And so I say, "You don't have to obey the Constitution." but you have to obey some self-appointed dictator. And this is another funny thing about that. When one branch of the government, in this particular case, the executive of the executive branch and the top executive of the state, Newsom or Whitmer or Ainsley or whoever, doesn't matter. When they do something contrary to the Constitution and contrary to the principles of liberty, that our country was based on we have some sort of moral obligation to go along <sighs> how absurd can you get if 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 we go along with tyranny we're just as culpable as as the person who started it all and so if he issues an order that we must shut people's business down or we must force people and even put them in jail if they don't wear a mask or hogtie them to get them an, uh, a, an, a vaccination so that we can get rid of this coronavirus. Any, I don't care what it is, or take their guns away. They tried that at the very beginning of the coronavirus. Oh, well, we gotta take everybody's guns. We have a coronavirus. For God's sakes, people, can we just follow the law and follow the rules for a little bit and settle down and, and understand That there is no authority under any circumstance, under any circumstance, that allows an exemption for liberty. Or that we have any authority to suspend the Constitution until a crisis is over. That does not exist.
0: Right. And yet, for some reason, sort of in in the population at large, I would say, it seems to be that there's, there's this belief that anytime there's a crisis, whether it's you know, whether it was 9-11 or, you know, the, the pandemic or whatever it is, anytime there's a constitution, anytime there's a, a crisis, automatically the constitution no matter, no longer matters. And we have these sort of the, the constitution free zones that suddenly, you know, appeared out of nowhere. Um, it, it it seems to be something that most people are not cognizant of. And so, so what's the solution?
1: Oh, well, I'm really glad you brought up the word solution because that's really what we do at the CSPOA, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And I wanna make it very clear that you, anyone you know, everyone on this program, on this podcast, everyone in America can become a member of the CSPOA because it's really back to what Franklin said to the lady who asked him, "What what form of government did you give us? And he said, of course, two things really important. One, he said, a republic. Two, he said, if you can keep it. So one, he told us what form of government we really have in America. It's not a democracy. That's another lie from whoever started that. The other one is that the people must be involved in the process. It's up to us to maintain our republic. It's up to us to bind our politicians down by the chains of the Constitution. If we're not involved, it's not gonna happen. So the solution that we propose at the CSPOA is that yes, the sheriff and other peace officers and local officials, county board of supervisors, the county commissioners, the county attorney, all working together to do what? To protect liberty to protect our God-given natural rights. No human being has the power or prerogative to take away what was given to us at birth, and that is our natural rights. And so if we're gonna have this solution, if we're gonna work it out to where we actually have a constitutional county and that we take back America, county by county, one sheriff at a time, the people working with him, then we'll do it, we can do it. But if everybody on the program today thinks that it's just up to the sheriff or it's just up to me to uh, get the sheriffs to do this, then you've got the wrong impression entirely. Yeah, we hope you'll join us in this solution because first of all, look at all the peaceful and effective solutions we have in America. You can maybe count two or three, And and I've never really been able to come up with the other two (laughs) because working with your sheriff is the best line of defense for whatever abuse you can come up with. You you name it, Uh, G5, uh, forced vaccinations, uh, forced global warming things, uh, forced uh, taxation, taxation without representation. The tyranny and abuse and cruelty of the IRS or any other federal bureaucracy or a governor forcing you to to wear masks. Now, can you believe this? We actually have a governor and Newsom's probably the worst one in the country. Yep. <laughs> He's releasing thousands and thousands of convicted felons so he can make room for people who are not wearing masks. Uh, in the court system can't handle all of that I hope everybody in California stops wearing them gets arrested and take it to court okay because it's ridiculous and and yes I totally believe in this sort of civil disobedience he has no authority to force that on you and you peace officers that think you're supposed to be enforcing that shame on you you're not supposed to be doing that you're supposed to be upholding defending God given rights, just like the governor's supposed to, the judicial branch is supposed to. We're all supposed to be doing the same thing. We each have a different lane of traffic that we're in, but we are supposed to be protecting the rights of the people. And when abuses get so ubiquitous or they get so onerous that the people have no place else to go, they should be able to go to their sheriff for protection, liberty, safety and peace and so ladies and gentlemen my dear friends and fellow americans we need you to be on board with this don't ask me to do this alone i'm just a wake-up call for you for your sheriff and your other public officials but you're the ones that can make this happen and and i've actually talked to sheriffs when they've really gotten on board with this it wasn't because of me it was because their constituents talk to them incessantly
0: so that was going to be my next question what when you say get on board what does that look like well you know let's say i live in whatever county and i've got a few friends who see things the way i do and what do we do do we do we set up a meeting with our sheriff do we we go a protest in front of his what are what do we do
1: well you protest in front of his office depending on how the first meeting goes
0: yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> but, but yes, you want you want to go talk to your sheriff. You want to have a sincere meeting. The first question out of your uh, mouth would be, uh, "Has he seen this little booklet that's a review of our my Supreme Court case?" And and let me tell you how powerful this is. Uh, Justice Antonin Scalia wrote this decision. Uh, this is on my website. See, people can order this.
0: Okay, pardon me. And people can order this from your website. Yeah,
1: they can get it at the website. Okay. Uh, I think we just changed the name to Sheriff Supreme Court case because people didn't get the victory for state sovereignty. And that's what it was. But uh, people weren't, where's the Where's the case that you won? So anyway, it'll it'll be small, fits in your uh, coat pocket or shirt pocket. And it has all the state's flags on it. So you, you can uh, get it that way. But it's you get five of them for $10. It's very inexpensive. You want to hand that to your sheriff. Ask him if he knows anything about the case. Because the case reinforces everything we've been talking about. Scalia actually said, uh, hence, a double security arises to the rights of the people. The different governments will control each other. Hmm. <laughs> and by the way, that's federalist. Uh, paper number 51. He actually quotes the founders. He quotes the Federalist Papers. And then he said this, he quoted another judge on this part, but he said this, the constitution protects us from our own best intentions. That's brilliant. If you get any more powerful than that Mm -hmm. in any Supreme Court decision, please let me see it. Mm -hmm. Because when, when any Supreme Court decision would say such a powerful thing, you cannot, in other words, you cannot violate the Constitution just because you have some weird notion that you're supposed to be taking care of my health and and making sure I don't get the coronavirus. As Jefferson said, government officials can persuade and reason with the people, but they cannot force them. And that's what makes us a we the people republic. Then he goes on in that same quote in the the Mac Peretz case. He says, it divides power. In other words, the constitution divides power among sovereigns and among branches of government precisely, now get this part, precisely so that we may resist the temptation to concentrate power in one location as an expedient solution to the crisis of the day, Mm -hmm. quote. So he's told that the, he's made it clear that the constitution cannot be violated for good intentions and that the constitution protects us from the crisis of the day, but only if we have somebody with the courage to enforce it. The constitution is not going to protect us unless we have a protector that's in an office that will actually do it. Right. And you right. Get, if you get that if you get that collaboration between the people and the sheriff, then we take back America tomorrow. Imagine we have thirty one hundred sheriffs in America. Imagine that there's seven or eight hundred sheriffs enforcing the constitution strictly in their counties against all government abuse. Wherever that abuse comes from. And people say, well, how did he get the authority to do that? Real easy. The people voted him into office and he promised to uphold and defend their constitution. Case closed.
0: How many sheriffs of the 3,100 in the country now, how many do you think are on the right side of this?
1: About 150, maybe, maybe 200.
0: Okay. That's Um, a
1: start. It's a wonderful start. Uh, And during this crisis is been the most that sheriffs have ever stood. In yeah.
0: I have to say, even in California, I've yeah. I've been shocked by I mean, in a good way by You even
1: what, have the Sacramento sheriff standing against Newsom. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well he's, he's probably more sick of him than anyone else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've really been favorably impressed by what I've seen with a lot of the the sheriffs and some of the, I think a local legislature too. I think the one of the beach towns also. So People have time. been, yes, maybe that was it. Um,
1: Sheriff Bianco.
0: Sheriff Bianco. Okay, yeah. Th- so it's you know maybe it's it's not the majority, but it's certainly been enough to make a dent and well, to push back. It's certainly enough to
1: prove it's certainly that it enough can to, be prove done. to show what we're doing is working. And now, yeah. let, so let me take that 150 or so. Now, what if we quadrupled that? What if we did get mm. that? People, do you see how exciting this is? That there's a there's hope. There's actually hope. There's a solution that's peaceful. Yeah. Because the sheriffs can do this, and they can keep it peaceful.
0: Yeah. So one thing that um, people worry about, I am hearing a lot of talk about, is that it's not just the governor we need to worry about. It's not just you know, unlawful orders from the government. Mm -hmm. It's that there's this, there's been this sort of culture of fear that's been created. And so even we've got like neighbors ratting out neighbors and people ratting out, you know, businesses and things. And so what are your thoughts about that? How do you, how, how, since, since the sheriff is an elected office, how do you deal with the fact that there's sort of been this mass fear created, and that maybe a lot of people actually support the draconian measures.
1: Yeah, there's always the sheeple uh, and the I didn't want to say that, but the tattletale, the tattletale sheeple. Uh, but you know what? Uh, Hitler proved it. Stalin proved it. Pol Pot proved it. Fidel Castro proved it. Now many of our own governors are proving it. Fear mongering. Works, And when you get so much of the populace that has bought into the fear mongering uh, and to the propaganda schemes and to the brainwashing, they will. They'll turn their neighbors in. Uh, It's just that sad uh, and tragic uh, that people can fall for these things. Now, look, I'm going to tell everybody right now. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't get in too much. Uh, there's obviously been, my bottom line on the coronavirus, there's obviously been a lot of contradictory information out there, uh, even by this uh, by Fauci, even by the supposed yeah. know-it-alls and the experts. Fauci has contradicted himself numerous times. I have other doctors that are contradicting Fauci numerous times. Uh, most of the doctors that come out uh, publicly and say, they've lied about the coronavirus, are being fired or censored. Uh, Certainly YouTube took down uh, 15 doctors holding a press conference in Washington, DC, where that wonderful South African uh, lady doctor was talking about all this stuff, and she said, there is a cure, and I've been seeing it. I've uh, treated 350 patients with hydroxychloroquine, and it's working. Dr. Stephen Smith in New York said the same thing, and Dr. Fauci, uh, Dr. Uh, Rashid Batar has said uh, similar things. At first, the CDC was telling us all to take vitamin D and vitamin C and 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 building up our immune system with that. They're not saying any of that anymore. It's right. just wash your hands and and wear the mask and stay and, away from people and wait for a vaccine. And 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 for yes, and even though they're already saying the vaccine will be about like the flu vaccine. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but take it anyway. You know, ridiculous. If we lived in a free country, we would choose for ourselves to wear a seatbelt. Is it a good idea? Yes, I highly recommend it. Should we be forcing people to uh, uh, and finding them or forming a roadblock to make sure everybody's wearing the seatbelt? No, this is not Nazi Germany. This is America. Where we persuade and reason with people, but we do not force. And I'll say that over and over again. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear fellow Americans and friends, if we lived in a free country, we would choose to wear a mask on our own. We would study out the issues and we would make that decision on our own. What I'm saying about, I don't really get in the ins and outs of the pandemic because I know we have a pandemic, but the pandemic we really have. Is a pandemic of corruption. And I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I will not get into that. I'm not an expert in that field. But I am an expert in this field. And that is God-given American liberty. That is what I argue. If we are allowed by government to make our own choices, then that is tyranny of itself. I already had that authority. Government cannot take it away if i'm not allowed to make my own choices about my own life and my own health then we are not free and what is the price we're paying for this coronavirus shutdown we're paying the price of liberty that which our founders and our god who gave us this said we should never give away that we should we should prize that as much as life itself and yet here we are the little sheeple of America, asking our government to take care of us. And I wanna ask everybody of all those people, who in government do you trust with your help? They can't even handle their own lives. They can't even balance the budget. They don't care how much they spend and tax and borrow and enslave us with all this stupid debt that they create for us. Uh, Now they have generations to come that are going to be enslaved with their debt and their spending and their incompetence, and you trust these people with your help. <sighs> yeah, there's a dis- there's a disconnect.
0: Yeah, there's a disconnect there. I'm sure you've heard about um, Mayor Garcetti, uh, Los Angeles Mayor, a couple of days ago said that um, he he authorized shutting off water and power to businesses and homes that didn't observe social distancing. So if you have a big party in your home, he's going to, he says, yeah, we can just shut off your water, shut off your power. Now he's mayor of Los Angeles city. Um, fortunately I'm, I'm not in Los Angeles city. I'm in, I'm in LA County, but I'm in a, an incorporated city that's independent of that. What can people who are in his city, you know, short of meeting with the, with the, with the sheriff of LA County, which I'm guessing he's not going to be one of the most receptive sheriffs in the country. What, what would you say to people who are living in Los Angeles city and who have to, who are living under Mayor Garcetti right now?
1: I would definitely ask the sheriff to, to oppose that. I would talk to the sheriff. The sheriff ought to get a hundred calls every day about this
0: Mm.
1: and ask him. uh, Maybe he does think that's Going too far. We've had other sheriffs who are not constitutional sheriffs do some powerful things for freedom. Wow. (laughs) Only because they've seen things go too far. Mm -hmm. And and one of those, I'll give you his name. His name's Sheriff Tom Dart in Chicago. He literally, about eight or nine years ago, well, it was uh, 2008, 2009, so it was about 11, 12 years ago, he stopped foreclosures on people getting kicked out of their homes. And the banks got real mad at him, and he said, "I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be your little uh, collector of debt." And he he stopped him, and he'll be, he'll admit he's not a constitutional sheriff, and he's not, but he sure did that one right. And maybe uh, is it Sheriff Garcini? What what is it?
0: Uh, Garcetti in, in LA? Garcetti, yeah. or, no, no, sorry, Garcetti's the mayor. I, I, yeah. I don't know the LA sheriff's name, actually. Oh, I do.
1: I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I forget his name, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing of it is, you want to contact him. You mm-hmm. want to contact his office and say, what will you do? The other thing is, you want to be prepared for that eventuality.
0: Yeah.
1: Make sure you have water stored at your home, and make sure you have food that is easy to prepare, maybe have a solar oven. Uh, Maybe have a solar generator, you know, Um, but I will tell you this too. If somebody gets sick because your power is turned off, I'd be definitely uh, contacting a lawyer. Yeah. uh, Yeah, You know, put it at the feet of the mayor. Uh, Can you imagine something that cruel uh, for elderly people if he turns off their uh, power? Yeah. Uh, But, you know, did I tell you that they're trying to make this Nazi Germany?
0: Well, we've, been noticing that for a while here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And you talk about being prepared and have, you know, a lot of people have been prepping for a while and have water, food, all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. you know, you think of that as something that you prepare for a natural disaster or maybe an economic crisis, which we're getting also.
1: Or some dictator but, in LA.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the real disaster happening yeah. here. Um, we're just about at the end here. Uh, let me just ask you, is there anything? So, so I'm going to post links to your organization, um, urge people to take your advice, contact their local sheriff, contact the sheriff of, of L.A. Anything else that you would urge people to do, anyone who, who wants to push this effort
1: forward? I, I will tell you that. Join the CSPOA. Okay. Okay, become a member. If you can make a substantial donation, we sure need it. Okay. We have two things planned. And both are going to cost quite a bit of money. We're trying to get ten to fifteen sheriffs who are retired, who were pretty good re- uh, constitutional sheriffs before they retired, and we're trying to get them trained to do what I do. So we want to nice. we want to duplicate that tenfold. The other one is we want to raise enough money to get ads on the major networks in this country, television and radio, and and make what we're doing a household name.
0: Nice because
1: We've got to make this really bigger, better, and faster right now. Time is of the essence. We need your donations. We need your help. We need you to spend time and money on this on this holy cause. That's what Patrick Henry called liberty, the fight that they were having for liberty. He called it the holy cause of liberty. I'm asking each one of you to join us in this holy cause of liberty. Uh, I guarantee you that your funds will be put to use for preserving liberty in a peaceful, effective manner. Do what you can. The founding fathers did what? Pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. We must do likewise.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to get this out to as many people as I can. and. Hopefully, you'll get a lot more members um, in the the coming weeks. I think there's a lot of motivation. I think people are are looking for action that they can take. So I I feel like... People are
1: looking for solutions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, see you soon. All right. Bye-bye.